COVID-19 hits a milestone. Men and women's sports, and could you survive a nuclear holocaust? This is Shooting the Shit. What's going on, people? How you doing? Yes, spring is arriving. March is usually a spring month, so I can state that. The weather is getting nicer. Yesterday was an absolutely gorgeous day outside, and uh, I hope a lot of people got out if you were in the the Northeast and enjoyed that weather. Let's get started. COVID. COVID COVID-19. Hits a milestone, man. Uh, Even with mandates getting put to the wayside, global deaths surpassed 6 million. All right. This from the ABC News, obviously, uh, because I don't make up my own shit. I actually use real news sources and real stories. At least, I'd like to hope they're real stories. I know it's the mainstream media. And in this case, ABC News is a left-wing news source. We all know that. And that's whatever. All right, so anyway, this is from ABC News. So we are now about 27 plus months into this whole COVID-19 situation. We're two years, okay? I think this past week was actually two years ago, the last normal week that we had. Um, If anybody remembers where they were, what they were doing for that last normal week before COVID actually showed up on your doorstep and said, hey, hi, congratulations, daddy, I'm your new kid, good luck fucking figuring out how to deal with me, Um, you know, 14 days to to, to straighten out the curve and the whole nine yards, which now we're two years into this, uh, over 27 months uh, since COVID has come around. I'm not talking about here in the United States, I'm just talking about in general. It's been about 27 months, but it's two years here in the United States. So anyway... Um, this is really something to concern the people with, or is it something that should concern the people? The 6 million death mark. I don't think so. And I've said this before and I can run numbers by you and I will run numbers by you because, well, put it this way. Fear is the best way to control anybody. We all know that. So, of course, the media is going to put out the death rate. If you notice with everything that's going on in the world right now with the war in Ukraine and uh, situations we have here with gas prices raising and inflation out the fucking roof and, and a president that's absolutely doing horrible, they still will push COVID into the stories here and there to get you to to pay attention to it. Because fear, like I just said, is the best way to control So, 
If you think that our government's agenda has changed or stopped, you're very mistaken. They still have an agenda and they still need to have things to use against the people in order to keep the people's attention, keep their control, and keep their trust. So with COVID, they think that COVID and the vaccine and what they're doing for the people is that they're helping and that the people are going to trust them. But people are starting to wake up. That's the greatest part about this. So the number of estimated deaths in the great influenza, this is where I'm coming up with the numbers. And I've, I've stated this before. In 1918, all by its lonesome, the first year, 12 months, 1918, the first year of the great influenza, 50 plus million people worldwide, worldwide died. Okay. 50 plus million. We just surpassed 60 million in the world 27 months later. This was 12 months spanned. So if you do the estimates and think about this, in two years, okay, two years, you're talking 100 million people in two years died. So we're way under that. And I know, I get it. People are going to go, we got better things, we got better medicines, more technology. I get that. Okay. But in the U.S. alone, 675,000 people in the United States died from the great influenza back in 1918 one year we are not too far past that in the united states that's 675,000 now two years into this so numbers wise this isn't as deadly as the great influenza so wake up people it's time to wake up and stop listening to what the media tells you every day and being the sheep following the, the the shepherd don't be don't be part of the herd don't be part of the herd do your own research because it's it's amazing to know exactly how far your government will go in order to control you. The fear they will push into your body in order for you to listen to them and believe them. Like, where's Dr. Fauci at right now? Like, you haven't heard Dr. Fauci in fucking weeks. Why? Because Ukraine is more important than COVID at this point. But why is that? COVID's supposedly killing everybody. COVID hasn't disappeared yet, people. It's not, I'm not saying COVID, the actual virus. We know it, the virus ain't disappearing. It's not going anywhere. But the whole propaganda and the agenda using COVID hasn't disappeared yet. It will, it, it keeps showing its little ugly head in, in, in media here and there because they need to continue to use that for control. Think about it though, people. I mean, double that, by 1920, double all those numbers that I put. So you're talking 90 to 100 million at least alone died from the great influenza does anybody use statistics anymore to figure things out does anybody do research and use simple math to realize that this isn't what they are being told they're trying to make it out to be something so much more than it actually is and there's so many people in the world who's believing it i mean it's literally coming down to the point where people are disowning their own children because of COVID-19, because of the vaccines. This one here, okay, is from the New York Times. A New York Times reader wants to disinherit daughters over vaccines, the 2020 election, and says, you know, in the 2020 elections, says, of course, the New York Times. Um, The fucking, this is for real, people. This is absolutely for real. It's kind of disgusting. So a New York Times reader and grandparent recently wrote to the papers, uh, to the papers, 
Kwame Anthony Apa. I guess that's how you say his name. A-P-P-I-A-H. And I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. Uh, seeking advice as to whether or not it was ethically appropriate to disinherit the reader's adult children due to their conservative views and disbelief in the efficiency of the vaccine, as well as their speculation that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. This writer essentially said, go for it, which kind of advice would that be? You're, you're fucking, this is left versus right. No matter how you fucking slice it, it's Democrat versus Republican, left versus right, liberal versus conservative. It is division in this country and here right here the new york times a writer for the new york times is saying that this grandparent should disown her kids her own kids like what the fuck is wrong with you fucking liberal minded fucking simple-minded idiots what's wrong with you people you are fucking absolutely crazy i fight with people every day on social media over dumb shit like what's going on in the world right now with gas prices and with this and people are still so anti-trump it's unreal trump 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 and it's like when are you going to wake up donald trump is not our president anymore joe biden is the president of the united states of america right now okay for over a year and he has done nothing but create a dumpster fire but yet you still want to blame people like trump and you're going to sit here and push grannies to disown their children over a vaccine or over an election. So the Times writer said the reader should give the money to the granddaughter instead because the children may spend her money on destructive right wing issues and causes. <laughs> In the grand. All right. So. I don't know how this guy's writing. It's weird. In the grandkid, there is hope that she will rebel against her parents' political beliefs, he argued. An unnamed reader wrote to the Times column of seeking guidance. Part of the problem you see is that the reader's daughter get all their information from the internet and don't read the mainstream press that has caused political polarization within the family. Understand something, and I just got done saying this. Don't be a follower. Stop being fucking cheap. Stop leading the herd. Here's the kicker. You're going to get information from the internet. You're going to get information from the mainstream media. And most of the internet stuff is the mainstream media. The point of the matter is it depends on what you're reading for. Okay? And I've noticed this. And somebody argued with me the other day over the gas prices and over what's going on in Joe Biden and not digging into it when it was – I actually got in a fucking argument with somebody over opening, reopening the Keystone Pipeline. And – they blamed Trump. And I'm like, this was Joe Biden. And I had to go into the, I went online. I'm like, because this is where we get our news sources anymore. And I go online and I had to go back like 15 stories, 15, 20 fucking different, you know, links to actually find what I needed to find. And I found it. And I, here you go. This is it right here. You know, and I showed them and I'm like, wow, well, here's the kicker. Most kids don't realize that this is what you really got to do. You, you go back stories and try to find the real stories. I tell my kids all the time, you want to get real history. Don't go online. Okay. Don't listen to mainstream media. Don't let them tell you about slavery. Don't let them tell you about the Holocaust, about segregation. Don't let them tell you about, you know, World War One, or, you know, the Revolutionary War or even the Civil War. Go down into your grandmother's basement. Find that encyclopedia set from 1980 and read it because that will give you 
all the information you need pre-1980, you know, from 1980 backwards, on what actually really fucking happened. There's no bias to it. There's no propaganda. There's no bullshit. In today's world, this is all propaganda bullshit. And here it is, right in day, right fucking in your face. New York Times is writing this to people that encourage a grandmother to disown her own children over what the fuck, over a vaccine and over fucking political bullshit. You know, here's the kicker. It, it, it says in here, even though my daughters grew up in a very progressive household, they have embraced the opposite political side from me, the worried reader said. One of my daughters also does not believe in the vaccine and did not have my granddaughter vaccinated. Oh my God. Shoot her now. The reader uh, uh, laminated that I do not discuss politics with them any longer. The worst thing of all to me is that they believe the election was stolen, the writer said. This, this kicker, this even goes back as far as my own family, and it does. I have different political views than my own family. And I know when it gets heated, I can see the difference between myself. I do get heated also, but I can see the difference between myself and the people in my family who are more left and believe Trump is just, I see them. Everything is Trump's bad, Trump bad, Trump, orange mad bad, plain and simple. He could cure cancer and it wouldn't matter. And the thing is that with Joe Biden and everything he has already done, these people seem to still think, I, I guess because they voted for him and they don't want to admit that, fuck, you fucked up. You made a mistake. You voted somebody out and didn't care who you were voting in. And now your world is fucked up. So it seems that the writer is also concerned for the well-being of the granddaughter. My granddaughter hears all the talk in her family and I feel sure she believes she is hearing the truth, the letter said at one point. I am distraught by this and have concern you know, con concerned changing my will and leaving it all to a good cause. The reader closed the letter. This is fucked up, people. This is fucked up. Just because somebody has a different ideology politically than you do doesn't mean you disown them. You don't just fucking push them to the wayside. This is crazy talk. In response, the writer at first sounded as if he were going to offer some responsible advice saying that the reader's children are not necessarily evil. They may just ha not have all the facts. Listen, the facts, you have to take all these facts today with a grain of salt because there's so much fucking unbiased bullshit going on, you know, or so much biased bullshit going on. There's no unbiased situations anymore. Everybody has a an agenda. Everybody has a side, and they pick a side, and they go with it. All right? And even I do. I, I, I lean more towards the right, and you can hear it in this podcast. Okay? But I have issues where I also lean to the left. So I have a, a medium-type thing, but I'm leaning more into, you know, let's just say I stand on dry ground, as in the Republican side of my thoughts, but I do have a toe tipped into the water. You know, my, my, my toe's dipped in there. So anyway, it sounds as if we are going to say their political differences were not a moral issue for the family and perhaps provide guidance for how to mend the relationship. Uh, we can acknowledge that we're all prone to tribalism and that we all have false beliefs. Not everything's false beliefs. Sometimes your fucking beliefs... And what you say is, is the truth is not the truth. We're finding that out right now, you know, 
two years into this fucking bullshit COVID-19 propaganda crap. You know, when the CDC comes out and says that the masks that you've been wearing for the last two years basically were just a window dressing for your face, you've been lied to for the last two years from a side that you trusted. People are waking up right now, but people like this are not. And this is a real issue. People are really not fucking waking up to this. So without lazily supposing that the different positions are aesthetically and morally equivalent, this writer said, I'm on your side. And when it comes to the particulars you mentioned, so is the evidence. The column is uh, virtue signaled. Biden did win the election. COVID vaccines are remarkably safe and effective at preventing severe illness, he stated. Okay, here's the kicker with this. Biden, I'll say this one more time. I, I sat there when people would go, Biden won this fair and square. And back then, I'm like, okay, all right, all right, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to, but I also was, you know, skeptical for the fact that Biden blew out Obama's numbers. I, I couldn't really believe that. I couldn't wrap my fucking finger around that. Then when it came to the election in my state of Pennsylvania, um, when they were doing the voting count, you had vote counters in the room and then you had people watching the vote counters. Now, According to this, because of COVID, quote, the vote watchers, the guys who watched accounts, couldn't be in the same room. So they were in opposite rooms away. Some of them were so far away they needed binoculars to try to keep track of the counters doing a good job, not cheating. Okay. I'm okay with that COVID, whatever. All right. What gets me is that the voting in Pennsylvania stopped around nine o'clock at night. It just stopped. They stopped counting. For whatever fucking reason, Pennsylvania stopped counting. All of a sudden, they resumed counting. Uh, And when they stopped counting, let's face the facts, Joe Biden and President Donald Trump at the time were very close with each other for the counts. Okay? Everybody that was, you know, we all know election night is a work night. So they resumed counting at 2 o'clock in the morning when everybody went to bed. Most people anyway. And all of a sudden they resume counting and then Biden blows Trump out of the water in the state of Pennsylvania. Now, during this time, okay, when I went to vote, I went actually physically voted, okay, at a voting booth, okay. But I was also, okay, mailed. I didn't mail them. I was given three, three, one, two, three ballots, mail-in ballots, two in my name, one in my father's names, which we share the same name but a different middle name. So I had three mail-in vote ballots in my hands, and people fight with me, and they go, that's probably just a thing to get your mail-in votes. No, they were the mail-in ballots, because you could open them and see, put, check this one, that one, that one, that one, send them in. Anyway, three three mail-in ballots, okay? But I did it, I just threw them away, I ripped them up, threw them away, and I went in and I, I, I voted, you know, in, in, in a voting booth. Fast forward now, one year later, Pennsylvania comes up and states that mail-in voting, quote, is unconstitutional. Wow. That's ironic. Seems really convenient that a year later, Pennsylvania will state that mail-in voting is unconstitutional a year after Joe Biden won. So now do I think that Joe Biden didn't win the election? Yeah, I'm starting to really think that there was definitely, definitely some major fraud here. As for COVID vaccines, remarkably being safe, I don't know. We still don't have a long-term effect of them yet. We don't know. It's only been less than a year for vaccines. 
And people got them in their arms and some people, some people are getting sick and hurt from these vaccines. Don't get me wrong. I know somebody personally knew somebody who actually died of complications from the vaccine, not from COVID, from the vaccine. So there are people who will die from, you know, or get sick from these vaccines. Okay. But statistically, the vaccines are working right now. And I was always pro-vaccine until it was mandated that you were, that you had to get them. Listen, I'm all about helping people, okay? But when you force it down somebody's throat, I'm against it. But anyway, so here you got a case of a woman that wants to discern her kids, and you got a news source and a columnist at the news source, New York Times. What a shitty paper to begin with. And this is my opinion, okay? That's all I write. Uh, that's all I put on my, my podcast. So you ain't coming back at me and going, ah. That's my opinion. You people are a bunch of fucking chicken hawks. You fucking media people, all you is ABC, NBC, Fox News, they're all chicken hawks. Just they're so biased on their own fucking platforms. That's the kicker with this. And you don't, people don't, people, too many people are followers and don't know what to believe. They just believe what, oh my God, this is what they told me, so I got to follow. And then you got people like me who I'm going to do some research and I'm going to do my own fucking, okay, well, not necessarily this is true, but this is how it works and I'm going with that. So do me a favor, do yourselves a favor, okay, and do some research before you throw shit out there, especially on social medias, because a lot of times somebody like me who actually puts a little bit of time and effort into research and looks things up, I'm going to come at you. One thing I have learned, you got the right conservativeness and you got the left-wing liberalists. The, the far left people who just decide they just want to bash people and they throw a meme up there that's something against Trump or Trump was the problem with this or Biden's doing a good job or the gas prices are because of corporate greed. And this the whole thing is when they start going back and forth with a liberal, just ask you want to shut them up quickly. Just ask them what Joe Biden has done positively in the last year of him being president. OK, seriously. Ask the people, what has Joe Biden done as president that's positive? And then you say, after that, you go, oh, wait, 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 how about this? How about you tell me what Joe Biden has done in the last 48 years in politics? That, they can never come up with an answer. They can't. And they'll try to throw shit at you like, oh, he just created 6.5 million jobs. No, he didn't. No, he did not. No, he didn't. No. No, 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 no. No, don't pat yourself in the back for that, Joe. No. 8.5 million people lost their jobs due to COVID and COVID-related issues. Vaccines, so on and so forth. Mandates, that kind of shit. So 6.5 million people go back to work. You didn't create the jobs. These people go back to work. Okay? There's still 2 million people that are without work. That's why the trucking convoy is driving across the fucking thing. Oh, well, vaccine mandates are lifted. Okay. But there's still business out of the, uh, businesses out there that are moving forward with keeping these mandates going in their own companies, which I think that's unconstitutionally wrong. I think that if you let a, a person go because of their political view or their mandate view that they don't want to, you know, they don't want to believe in these fucking vaccines, they don't want to get a shot and you let them go and you fire them. I think that there has to be something that you have to rehire these people back. The vaccine mandates have been lifted. Now, Joe Biden needs to step in as a president and say, look, for all you companies that fired people because of this, you are required to rehire these people back before you hire anybody else who is vaccinated. Because, quote, COVID is not what they said it is. 
they are pushing it as a tool to control us. We finally woke up. They finally realized we woke up and they're lifting the shit up. Okay, we have bigger issues in this country going on right now between Ukraine war, between fucking inflation in this country, between division in this country. We have too many things going on right now. We don't need this. We really don't need this. So nobody does research anymore. I'm sorry. This is why I think conspiracy theories explain it all now. I do. Like, I, I, that's my new saying. You know, you call it a conspiracy theory. You know, I call it a, you know, what is that? Like when you give away the plot to a story, you know? Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. You know, a plot to a movie. That's what I call it. You know, it's a, it's a wake-up call, basically. Uh, anyway, let's get back. Let's get into something a little bit different. Transgenders. <laughs> Men in women's sports. That seems to be a big deal right now. And I want to talk about that. <laughs> so we have a Utah governor, okay, who says he will veto transgender youth sports ban. He will veto against that. He, I guess he feels that, that transgenders should be able to play in a sport that they feel they're comfortable in. I disagree with you, my man. All right, so without his support, Utah is unlikely to join the 11 Republican-led states that have recently banned trans women and girls from participating on female sports teams. All right, so this guy, all right, Utah Governor Spencer Cox. Again, this is I'm reading this from another news source. This is NBC News, so I'll put it out there. Said that he plans to veto legislation passed Friday that would ban transgender student athletes from competing in girls' sports. Without his support, Utah is unlikely to join the 11 states, all Republican-led, that have recently enacted bans on transgender girls wanting to compete in school sports leagues that correspond with their gender identity. In vowing to veto the bill, Cox directly addressed it, ad addressed gender student athletes who he said found themselves the subject of political debate though no fault of their or through no fault of their own. Um I just want them to know that it's going to be okay. We're going to work through this Cox said. The governor had for months engaged in behind the scenes negotiations to broker a comp compromise between LGBTQ advocates and social conservatives. After throwing his support behind a proposal to create a first-of-its-own-kind commission of experts in Utah to make decisions on individual transgender student-athletes aiming to participate, Cox said he was stunned on Friday night as lawmakers advanced uh, and ultimately passed an ad 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 amended proposal that included an outright ban on transgender student-athletes competing in girls' leagues. Legislation sent to Cox after passing through the state Senate and House on Friday bans biological males, which it which defines as an individual's genetics and anatomy at birth from girls' leagues, supporters said. And I, I'm, I'm all about this. Fucking no. Men should not compete in an all-girls sport. I don't care if you fucking wear a dress and your mom's high heels. I don't, I don't care if you put on makeup, lipstick, whatever. You should not compete. It's on. Fair. It's a definitely a 100% unfair advantage. And I'll explain that in a minute. But, uh, you know, supporters said it would ensure fairness and safety for girls and uh, preempt cultural shifts, they said, could lead to a growing number of transgender kids wanting to compete in girls' sports in the future. Boys can run faster. They can jump higher. They can throw further than girls. In the same age bracket, Republican State Senator Kurt Bramble said, 
I have individuals that are born male compete against naturally born females. It's an unfair playing field, he added. All right. The original proposed school activity eligibility commission would have been uh, comprised of a mix of experts in sports and transgender health care. It ultimately failed to gain buy-in from those opposed uh, to and supportive uh, of a ban. All right, so here's the thing. I, I could go further with this story. This story's pretty long, but I'm going to just say it here. This guy's a fucking asshole. He's out of his fucking mind. Transgenders, man, men, men, boys, in women's sports is an absolutely 100% unfair advantage. Okay, this is why I'll say it. And I explain this to my daughter, who is part of the LGBTQ community. She's gay. She plays high school softball. Okay, and last year, me and my son went to watch a game of hers. During this game, she was playing a school rival school. And this other team came out. Okay, it it was a home game for my child. So which means that team had uh, they were up to bat first. So. They walk out to bat, and my kids' team's not the greatest. They're not so shitty, but they're definitely, they, they could use a lot of help. Anyway, all girls, um, they get out, they take the field. Kids get up. First kid's up, cranks one, single. Next kid comes up, I think struck out, whatever. I, I'm going to go through this. Then all of a sudden, next one hit, single, single. Base is juiced. Okay. Up comes this kid, and I'm looking short hair, skinny. From a distance, boyish, a girl, like very, you know, I would say tomboy, gets up the bat and fucking ropes one, clears the bases, and there you go, for nothing already. All right. So finally, after it's like nine nothing, my daughter's team comes up to bat, uh, comes up to bat. All right, this kid on the other team, you know, after the kid came in, after, you know, she, you know, at, at all their, their team meets him at the plate, you know, fit, rewind a little bit. I can hear this person talk, and I'm like, it's not, I don't think it's a girl. All right, so all of a sudden, they're, 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 they're playing defense now. They go out to the, the field, they take the field. He plays, he, she, it was a boy, plays center field. Okay, and this is how I know right off the bat. I'm like, this is where the unfair advantage really comes in. Not only because he roped the fucking ball, but I watched my kids get team get up. You know, they strike out the first girl, maybe the next girl. I think the next girl hit a double. Okay, she's sitting on second. Okay, this next kid comes up, all right, and hits a rope out the center field, you know, on a string, a one or two hopper. Okay, now the girl on second is rounding, rounding third to go home. You know, the, 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 the third base coach is calling her home, go home. This kid comes up off a one or two hopper, center field kid, and throws a rope. I mean, I swear to God, this fucking ball was on a string to home plate, not even a hop, and gets the kid out at home. All right, watch the kid come in, high-fiving, out. You know, they move on. This is where I say it's totally unfucking fair to have a fucking transgender playing fucking girls sports because this advantage 
takes away, especially in high school sports, when you have a girl playing softball, let's say softball, we use softball, field hockey, whatever it might be. And let's say for, you know, three years they played, you know, freshman, junior, or freshman, sophomore, and then their junior year, they're in there, they're playing, they're the best kid on the team. Halfway through the season, this kid comes up, wear makeup, it's a boy. And you know it's a boy. And all of a sudden, that kid's the best on the team. And just stole a college scholarship from the best girl on the team. Because this person identifies as a fucking woman. And that's the way our country's going right now. I personally, I, I don't have a problem if you want to fucking wear your mommy's high heels and put on her lipstick and prance around the house in her fucking skirt. Go ahead. You want to be transgender. You want to pretend you're a fucking girl. You want to pretend you're a fucking boy. Do what you want to do. But let's make it fair to the people who actually are boys and girls. Girls can play. I, listen, I am all about. A girl wants to try to play on a fucking men's team. Go for it. Give it a shot if you think you can do it. But see, a girl going into a boys sport knows the consequences behind it and knows what could happen. My daughter wants to wrestle next year. And I explained to her, I'm like, you're going to get touched. She's a lesbian. She don't care. She's like, I don't, I don't care. I just want to try to wrestle. And I'm like, you might be good. You might not. Now, understand, boys are genetically stronger. Now, you could lift and get strong and kick some ass in some boys. You never fucking know. And there are girls who do. But let's be realistic. When it comes to professional sports, every time a girl has tried her luck in a man's professional sport, it never worked. They did it in hockey. Okay? Man and Rayum, girl goaltender, couldn't cut the mustard. And she even said it. The NHL is not a place for women. Okay? And I'm sure a woman ain't going to play fucking football. Woman ain't going to... You can take the best WNBA player and put her against the best... Or even the worst... I would say the worst NBA player. And I bet you the worst NBA player still will beat her. But that's just my opinion. So you have this guy and he's pushing for it. And I think it's just, just wrong. So, so transgenders in sports is just ridiculously, ridiculously wrong. So that's one of the issues we have in this country going on right now. Besides high gas prices, behind everything, we have transgenders in sports, men in women's sports, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous, and I think that you need to really step aside and think about what the fuck you're talking about, what you're doing. Screwed up. Let's move on. Let's move on, because I am getting tight here on time, man. I already see. I'm already almost 35 minutes into this shit, man. Awesome. Let's talk about Ukraine. The war in Ukraine. Let's talk about gas prices here in the United States and inflation. Let's talk about all that goody, goody, goody stuff. Shit that's actually happened. Allies push to block Russian oil and energy imports. All right. So why hasn't this already been done? And why aren't we restarting the get the pipeline, the XL pipeline? Why are we not starting the Keystone XL pipeline? I don't get it. Why aren't we tapping into our 30-year-plus supply that we have sitting around? Why is gas prices right now almost $5 a gallon in the United States? Oh, Mr. Joe Biden, what are you doing? Are you in cahoots, maybe, with Russia? I don't know. Basically, the leader of Ukraine thinks this war might have been avoided or at least pushed to the back burner if Biden himself would have pushed sanctions a little harder on Russia before Putin invaded. That was said by the Russian leader or by the Ukraine leader. So basically, he was blaming Biden and his administration for what's fucking actually going on. Maybe Biden should also be looked into on war crimes himself you know because they keep talking about war crimes with putin and i think that's fucking fucked up because i don't think it'll work anyway we'll talk about that in a minute we already know this country is corrupt 
when you consider voting, COVID mandates, the vaccine, etc. We know how corrupt our own government is. So every time you turn around and you say, well, the Kremlin and Russia and Mother Russia and how corrupt fucking Putin is, our government is just as or if not more corrupt than that fucking country is. We're fucked up. And if you haven't seen it in the past two years with COVID, you're really blind or just naive to the situation. So, you know. So here we are. So we have gasoline prices and rising by the hour. By the fucking literally by the hour. I have in my fucking phone okay and this is this i i had i had to print this up because i had an argument with somebody about the barrels being bought by the united states which is still continuing as of today they're still buying russian oil well they don't buy that much russian oil oh contraire mon frere problem is okay 3.5 percent of u.s imported oil came from russia in 2021 think about that and people are like it's only 3.5 percent that by the way, people, is the greatest percentage in the last two decades. In the past 20 years, that's the most we've ever bought from Russia. And we continue today to buy it. But see, people only look at the oil part of it. Oil. That's oil. We're buying not only 3.5%. You know, we also buy already refined gasoline from Russia. We do buy gasoline. Funny thing is, we buy gasoline in Russia. In 2021, we bought 21%, 21%, more than any other country in the world. We have bought more from Russia than any other country in the world. Yet, you're going to have people that go, it's not true what we do. It's We don't buy that much. We buy a fucking damn lot from them, okay? And we're still buying from them. That hasn't taken up. So basically what Ukraine is sitting there saying that we're still funding Russia we're still funding Putin, and it is Joe Biden's fault in a way, it, it, a backdoor fault. You know what I mean? It's like Joe, just if you would have put your sanction, if you would have complete total sanctions on Russia with oil and everything, it he may not have invaded. Now he may have pushed a button, but he may not have invaded, which we don't know what's worse. So basically, the you know the, the leader of the Ukraine thinks this war might have been avoided. Or at least push back. And it's it's Biden's fault. So, like I said, maybe Biden should be looked into as war crimes as well as Putin. We already know this country is corrupt, you know, when you consider all the shit that's going on. Like I said that, you know, our gasoline prices are rising hour by hour. I said that to us. The thing is, people are posting pictures of 2008 and the gasoline crisis in 2008. Yeah, gasoline was $4.25 in 2008. Literally for two months. Okay, and the prices went up 10, 15, 20, 30 cents in a month. Okay, and it last that four dollars plus lasted for two months, and then it was back into three dollars down, down. It kept going down. So, between the beginning of 2008 and the end of 2008, the prices went from I think three up into the fours and back down into the threes, way down into the threes. Okay, and these prices rose over a month span, two month span. Three months span. These prices right now are night, day by day. Actually, almost hour by hour, but they're day by day. Every day you turn on the TV or you go out and you drive and you see the gas prices went up 14 cents, 20 cents, 15 cents. It's ridiculous. Okay, it's ridiculous. And this clown and his administration, they have the power, people. Stop saying, oh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden has the power to speak up and say, hey, enough's enough. 
you know, put some kind of sanctions on the United States and on, on companies to stop rising prices so drastically. Maybe, hey, Joe, request that we tap into that 30-year supply and we take a year's worth. Because what really is taking a year's worth of supply out of there if you have 30 plus years? So now you're going to have 29 plus years? I think that if you opened up the Keystone Pipeline, you could replenish that within a year or two. Fucking nuts. This country is absolutely going to fucking shit. It's going to hell. It's going to hell. And it's doing it really fucking quickly. So, you know, this guy stopped the pipeline. All right. Let, let, let's just talk about all his fucking mistakes. He stopped the pipeline. He opened up the southern border during a fucking smack dab during in the middle of a fucking pandemic. You know, he's 100% the worst president ever, in my opinion. Okay? all And all the time I've known... And all the presidents I've read about, Nixon, Carter, Joe, he, he's gotten a beat, man, you know? Now I'll hear media talk about oil supplies from other countries. I, we hear that constantly. One of them being right now, Biden is in talks with Venezuela and Iran, of all people. Come on, Joe. We can be independent on energy and you refuse to. It doesn't make any sense or does it make sense? You know, as for, you know, the death and destruction in the Ukraine, this guy isn't going to stop anytime soon. Putin isn't stopping. He will either accomplish what he set out to do or die doing it. Now, when I say die, this is where I'm going to get off the track with the gas and what Biden's doing. What Biden is doing right now isn't such a bad thing. He's, he's staying out of Ukraine physically. He should be supplying Ukraine with, with supplies, medical supplies, even weaponry, except for nothing nuclear of that situation. But what would that do if we did do that? I don't know. We know what if we went in there physically to fight, what that would do. Because Putin's made it pretty damn clear that he's not afraid to push the button. So nuclear war hasn't been any closer than it is right now. And this guy is just crazy enough to go through with it. He really is. Now we have already been told to not uh, involve ourselves here with this. But I think that completely avoiding this is the wrong thing to do. We can't completely wrong. This administration needs to help. You know, now in a press conference, I seen Jen Psaki, you know, Peppermint Patty. <laughs> like, because you can't get that out of your fucking head. Jen Psaki said that the U.S. just, you know, somebody... I believe, I don't know what news source, but somebody stood up and said, what's the U.S. going to do, Jen? Just stand and watch. And her response was that we were already helping. Financially backing with billions of dollars to help. Now, what's billions of dollars going to do in a, in a situation where really you can't even, you can't use the money. You can't spend it. They need supplies. They need food. They need water. They need health supplies. They need medical supplies. They need weaponry to fight back. These motherfuckers are fighting AK-47s and missiles and shit with Molotov cocktails. Like, like it doesn't make sense. Some people have guns, but not all. Oh, it, it's absolutely crazy that people have to fucking run from their homes because they're not armed. See, and people want to sit here and criticize the Second Amendment in this country. You want to criticize the Second Amendment. If we ever had to fight against another country or our own country, we are armed. Maybe not as much as them, but... Damn well more than Ukrainian people are armed to fight against Russia. Man, wake up. Wake up, America, please. So, now I'm no financial genius, but what are you going to do with actual physical money? 
even if like they said that they put billions into an account for for Ukraine, what are they going to buy? I mean, basically think about it. Elon Musk, of all people, said it in a, in an interview with uh, Joe Rogan a couple years back when COVID just came about. He said, "Where there's no stuff, there's no stuff to buy. There's no stuff. You know what I mean?" So. In this case, Ukraine ain't got nothing to buy. So what the fuck's money gonna do? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. We could we could be helping them now. Let me let me get back to this, man. This is this is the great. All right, so Ukraine needs help. We are not directly sending help, but one of our Americans, many our patriotic Americans, like I like to think him as, Elon Musk has sent help to the Ukraine, and I said this I think in the last episode. Ukraine asked for help because their communications was down, and Elon Musk sent satellites over top of Ukraine. Here you go, helps on its way, and helped these people. Now Elon Musk is talking about helping the United States by using his boring company to drill in Texas to help out with, you know, independent energy. And yet the left is still putting a stop to this. I don't understand the left's ideology behind war, behind independent American independent oil, between all this kind of shit. Like it almost sounds so anti-American, it's unbelievable. It's like you have an opportunity to build in this country, to make this country great, to actually create jobs, create fucking independence, and you're against it. That sounds so un-American to me. I don't understand why people are saying no to it. So now, during all this, where is Putin at? Where has he gone? So, according to page6.com, another one of these news sources, I'm going to continue to call these because it's not, I get the news sources from somebody else. These are my opinions, people. And if you have a problem with me or you want to talk to me about it, seriously, unrealpodcast101 at gmail.com. You can still get to me through that. All right, so let's continue. This is just my opinion. Like I said, I give opinions on facts. Putin hid his first wife and their children in an underground bunker somewhere in Siberia. <laughs> when you hear like things like that, you always used to hear movies be like, oh, you're going to be sent to Siberia <laughs> if you keep up your bullshit. So he hid his family somewhere in Siberia in an underground bunker. So now I'm guessing along with the rest of the world that Putin is probably hiding, obviously, underground somewhere in in or near or around the capital of Moscow, I'm going to guess because he needs to be in control of some sort. But is he? Does he really even know what's going on at this point? Like, is he? He had a press conference the other day, and they said it was kind of weird. I did watch it, but I don't understand Russian, and they I didn't see the translation of it. But he was talking about where it's going, how it's going. He he stood up, he sat down, he stood back up, and just the look on his face. This guy's got he's he's nuts. He's absolutely nuts. And nuclear war is. It may be in an, inevitable. It may be. So talk to your kids about this. Let them at least know, especially your older kids. Like young kids ain't going to understand. You don't want to scare the shit out of them about death and destruction. But I think your older kids, I think you need to uh, let them know. Because I talked to my daughter about nuclear war the other day. And there's a movie um, from the 80s called The Day After, which kind of depicts nuclear war. Of course, even in the movie, the, the, the movie's devastating. And you're like, holy shit. And I know I was scared shitless after seeing it back in the day. And I actually have the DVD of it. Show that to your kids. And even in the movie at the end, it states that this, the destruction of nuclear war would be 10 times more worse than what they depicted in the movie. So anyway, you know, like I said, does does Biden even know what's really going on? But he does because he did a press conference and, and he's, he's claiming about how good they're, they're, they're moving along with their agenda. Everything's working out. What is his end game? What? exactly will he do in the end like what 
what is is it control over complete and total control over Ukraine? Could it be maybe half of Ukraine make them happy? The other half be west, you know, eastern. The other half be western. I I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, um, how does Putin end this? Does he die? Is it death? Is it jail? Is it complete freedom? Well, I look at it like this. Okay, this way. If his own people, yes, his own people, don't kill him first because they look at him as a crazy fucking asshole and they need to get him out of there, then the fear of Putin will continue in Mother Russia. That would be freedom. That would be freedom for him, okay? The death part comes from, like I said, either at the hands of his own people at the hands of Ukrainian soldiers or even Ukrainian people or NATO and UN forces or sad to say nuclear war. Now, nuclear war, of course, our leaders, Biden, Putin, all these people, they have underground bunkers. They, they, they'll probably survive it. Me and you, the little guy, we're dead. I live close. I live in the city of Philadelphia, not right dead smack in the middle of the city itself. But... I'd figure Philadelphia is ground zero, one of ground zeros, and I will see a flash of light for a brief split second, and I'll be vaporized. Done. That's kind of what I want, because I explained to my kid the situation behind trying to live a nuclear holocaust on just trying to survive. I mean, we have a hard time now surviving a thunderstorm when your power goes out. And you have no power, no hot water, no, 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 no heat in the middle of the winter or no, no, no air conditioning in the summer. And we complain and bitch about it when the power's off for a couple hours. Now, I, I remember when my parents' power went out during one of the hurricanes for eight days and ran off of, of generators. Now, remember something in the movie The Day After, and I know it's how nuclear war is I know how a nuclear blast reacts to any kind of power sources. It usually burns out power sources. So in the movie, you could see you know, cars weren't starting. And I'm sure that in this case, you wouldn't be able to start probably start your generator after nuclear war because it probably would fry the electronics in it. So here's the kicker. Um, like I said, sad to say nuclear war could be a part. You know, The part I laugh about the most... Uh, are, are the war crimes things. You only can hit him with war crimes if you catch him, okay? In Russia, no. He'll just laugh about it. I mean, it reminds me of a situation I had years ago, okay? I was working, I'm a union worker, and I was working in a McDonald's one time, not, ah, you know, flipping burgers. I was working in construction, building a McDonald's. And I, for, for a long time, we kept, kept getting caught by a business agent. And I was non-union, working for a union company for a couple years. When I first started out, I was a kid. And this business agent would keep coming in and catching me, coming in and catching me. And this day he came in and he caught me. And he starts giving me the ride, yelling at me and shit. And I'm a young kid. Like, fucking, I don't know. Like, I'm maybe early 20s at the most. Um, and he's fucking giving me the ride. And then, and then threatening me to find me and stuff like that. And I'm going, I looked at him. I started laughing. And he's like, what are you laughing about? And he was getting mad. And I'm like, dude, you realize you're threatening me to to hand me a fucking a fine or a ticket from a union. I'm going to rip it up in your face and, and I'll, I'll throw it on the ground and, and actually pull my dick out and piss on it. Like, it's, it's a joke. Like, it's not going to hold up, my man. Like, I'm going to just laugh at you. Fuck you, dude. I'm nobody. Well, then I'll find your company. And the thing was, at the time, my boss was in the next room working. And I'm like, you know, it's funny you say that. 
Because my boss is right in there. Go talk to him. And he did. He went in there. He gave him the ride. I threatened to find him, this and that and that and this. And the greatest thing about that is shortly after that, I got in the union. So it worked out for me. It hit in the long run. Uh, right now, it's not so working out. From what I hear in Pennsylvania itself, I hear a lot of people's pensions and annuities and all that shit were through Russian financial institutions, which who knows? Who knows if I'll have a retirement after all this bullshit's happened? Who knows what's going to happen anyway? I mean, we could have a nuclear war in an hour from now. Who knows? Like, all I know is right now I'm going to live in it. Everybody should just live in the day. Live the day. Live for the day. Live for the day. Tomorrow's another day. Live for that day. The next day, that day. Live for each day because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring with this shit. So, like I said, I laughed about that, the war crimes part. That That's funny as shit on me because of my situation I went. So, basically, it would be like ripping up a traffic ticket, you know, for, for doing over the speed limit on your own property. I don't know. But, it, yeah, I guess they could hit him with war crimes if they catch him, you know, and, ho and hold him responsible for everything that's happened. And that could, that could happen, I guess, down the road. Who knows? I don't know. I personally think that this guy... I think that his own people should take him out. If you're Russian and you're over there in Russia, hear me. Take out Putin. He needs to be taken out. Mm -hmm. You'll live your life. You'll get to see your grandkids grow old. and They'll grow old and their grandkids will grow old. And maybe everything will turn out good. Mm. Right now, things aren't looking too well for Russia itself, man. You know, when, when you got people... You know, companies like Visa and MasterCard dropping yet. Banks are shutting down, locking, freezing accounts. Uh, you know, we're still buying oil, which is beyond. I know why. And I'm going to explain this to everybody really quick, like you're two. Okay. Joe Biden, when he first came into the presidency a year ago, he reversed all those executive orders that Donald Trump had. Two of them being really huge at the point. You had the construction of the southern border wall or fence, whatever you want to call it. You know, and keeping out illegal immigrants from pouring in from southern countries like Mexico, Guatemala, etc. Joe Biden came and reversed that executive order, wide opening the southern border in the dad smack middle of a pandemic of of the great COVID nineteen pandemic, worldwide pandemic. So kudos to you, Joe. You did a great job there, <clears throat> asshole. Next one, he decided to sign an executive order. Stopping, putting a halt on the Keystone XL pipeline, which was coming from Canada, which this is this is the left's fucking whole ideology. I love it. Left keeps going. It's Canadians. It's Canada's pipeline. No, 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 people. See, if you if your neighbor builds a swimming pool and he builds it on your land, okay, uh, I hope the hell that you're going to benefit from his swimming pool because it's on your land. We we're going to benefit from the Keystone pipeline. It will be both. Canada's and America's Keystone Pipeline. It will run from Canada, bringing sand oil, which, yes, is dirty, but it has to be refined. And the gasoline, to make it gasoline, it has to be refined. That's why it's called a refinery. So you would get this, 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 this sand oil coming down from Canada through the United States down to the Gulf Coast, then taken and put taken to refineries to make gasoline out of it, da 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 And you get the left going, well, it's not, it's not ours, it's Canada's. Then you get the left also saying they would export it anyway. Then you get the, you know, the left saying, we won't benefit, blah, 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 bullshit. See, the whole idea was it, it would have been independence on energy in the United States of America. It would have created jobs, okay, in the United States of America, and it would have created a better economy if we would have taken what we had left, 
like the extras or so much more and exported it to other countries. Just like when somebody argues with me over Elon Musk talking about using his company to bore in Texas. Same difference. Elon Musk's companies are in the United States of America. He employs Americans. Okay? So not only is he keeping the money here because his companies are in the United States, he employs Americans who also pay taxes to the United States of America. Okay? And then if he does drill for oil and he decides to export, yeah, it will build our economy even more. It's a win, 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 win situation. Yet the left are so against it, and I don't understand why. I really don't understand why. Why? Because people, not Joe Biden, not this administration, are the one actually talking about it and doing it. You know, if Biden did it, if Biden turned around tomorrow and said, I'm reopening the pipeline and we're going to get in energy independence for the next 30 and sign something that says this will, this has to stay for the next 50 years this way, I'll give Joe Biden all the props in the world. He's not doing it. And I'll tell you why he's not doing it. Because think about this. He stopped the pipeline, the XL pipeline, a year ago with his executive orders. A couple months ago, he okayed and, and backed the Russian German pipeline. He, he, he stood behind that. Why? Because Joe Biden was going to benefit from that. Not only were we going to buy oil, but I'm sure he was getting a kickback himself. Or I'm tired of fighting with people over Donald Trump and Donald Trump's corrupt ways. He was corrupt. He made millions and millions and millions. Motherfucker never took a dime from working as president of the United States. Which, let's face the facts, it's $2 million right there. Never took a dime of it, okay? He got rich off of corrupt business deals. Yes, I, I, I admit that. He did. Okay, but all your career politicians, including Joe Biden, 48 years in politics, these people all got corrupt. They all got rich off of corrupt politics. Your tax dollars, yours, mine's, and everybody else's tax dollars, they got rich off of it as you continued to pay higher and higher and higher. Remember that. Just remember that. So with this all said, where are we going to lead to? I don't know. Gas prices are through the fucking roof. Inflation's crazy. There's nothing on the shelves to buy. Elon Musk said it the best. Where there's nothing to buy, there's nothing to think. If people aren't working, people aren't getting it out there, you're not going to have it. Okay? Inflation sucks here. Our government blows. We're weak. Putin, Russia, they see us as a weak country. They don't give a fuck what he says. They really don't. He's going to continue to do what he's doing. And if he nukes everybody, he nukes everybody. We're just going to have to deal with this bullshit, people. So all I can simply say is hug your kids. Give them love. Tell them you love them. Explain to them the situation. Explain to them the consequences behind all this. And just say, I hope that if we all live, you all wake up from this bullshit and you realize what's going on. It's not about your technology. It's not about your, 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 all your, your, your selfies and your Twitters and your Snapchats and all this shit. It's about life in general. Okay? The movie, don't look up. Seriously, people, look up because it's real. It's really happening. It's really going to happen. And if we don't do something about it, we're all fucked. All right? So, but until then, everybody who listens to me, stay patriotic. Stay American. I love yous. Keep real. And I hope to see you next week. See you later.